All right, welcome back to the 10 Tabs Open Podcast, episode four. We interviewed today Ventura Wrangell of Kansas City Women in Technology, and she is the Executive Operations Director there. Uh, I have to tell you that this was an amazing interview because they have an an absolutely incredible mission. And I'm just going to read their about statement on their website because I think it puts it all in perspective. It says we're a grassroots organization helping to grow the number of women in technology careers in Kansas City. And they partner with different organizations in Kansas City. They have different companies that are very, very successful in Kansas City that understand their message, that push their message, and that they partner with. And she was an amazing, amazing, amazing representative of their 501c3 non-for-profit organization. So, uh, Ventura, thank you so much for coming on. And everybody else, I hope you enjoy. Thanks a lot. All right, awesome. We're good to go now. Okay. Everything's working. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we have Ventura Wrangel with us today from uh, Kansas City Women in Technology, which is a non-for-profit group, and I'll let her explain uh, what it is about. But I wanted her to come on because I think this is obviously something that uh, we've seen now uh, kind of play out for the last, I guess, five years without question. Ten years is really when this push has been coming in, not only with um, technology. And I know you're, I see the big thing on your website is coding, mm-hmm. but just stem cells overall trying to get women involved in stem uh did i say stem cells you did that's where my brain goes (laughs) it's all good (laughs) stem fields which is very different but uh in stem fields of science technology uh or uh jesus i'm having a rough day today i'm really excited that my house sold so everything's going out the window at this point but science tech uh, engineering mathematics those kind of fields so i thought it was awesome that there was actually an organization called kansas city women in technology i wanted to reach out to you and you guys were awesome about responding almost immediately uh we got snowed out last week so not able to really get over here but um, i'm glad you were able to make it so thank you very much yeah thank you for having me i'm very excited to be here definitely definitely so you are the executive operations director so what does that involve yes so um first i'll talk a little bit more about what kcwa is you got it and what we do um, so, like, like you said, we're a non-pro- non-for-profit group, um, and we are 100% volunteer-run. And our goal is to grow the number of women in technology career paths right here in Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not a part of any international group or, or even a national group. We're our own thing right here in Kansas City. Um, and about five and a half years or so ago, um, our founder, Jennifer Wadellis, she was working at VML at the time, mm-hmm. and she had this really great supportive group of dudes mm-hmm. around her um and they were they were awesome but she wanted to talk about shoes and <laughs> the bachelor uh-huh. and they <laughs> didn't really want to do that fair enough um so she's like okay maybe maybe i need to go and find my group maybe mm-hmm. i need to start building this community and that's kind of where casey Witt was born gotcha um and since then we've grown We've got a bunch of different things that we do now mm-hmm. um four main um components of casey Witt. Um, the first is Tech Talks. That's kind of where we started. Um, just a networking night where a bunch of people can get together, and there's usually some kind of a tech topic gotcha. that we talk about. Okay. Um, and that ranges from just about everything. We've done cryptocurrency before. Um, we've done, uh, we have one coming up later this week on resume um, and LinkedIn, like building those up. And mm-hmm. we have a panel of, of uh, recruiters that are joining us to nice. give their insights. 
um, but really all different kinds of things. Yeah. Um, so we also have uh, three programs that we have on the second Saturday of every month. Uh-huh. They, we call that our program weekend. Yeah. So we start off um, in the morning with Coder Dojo, mm-hmm. which is for girls and boys. Um, usually age 7 to 17. Gotcha. So long as they can read and, and follow some simple instructions and use a keyboard, they're, they're more than welcome to come. Gotcha. Um, and they learn basics of coding. So they start off with Scratch, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of like block code. Gotcha. And they have projects that they can work on. And once they start mastering those skills, they can move on to more difficult subjects. Gotcha. Um, we have kids in there that are starting to make their own websites and apps. Nice. Um, <laughs> they've been coming for the full five five plus years that we've been doing it mm-hmm. and through that time they've mastered so much that they they're actually making their own things now gotcha um one girl in particular particular she's making uh, an app that teaches people how to do cpr properly nice um wow. yeah it's really amazing yeah um next up in the afternoon on that second saturday we have coding and cupcakes okay um and this i pro- did see that one that looked fun yeah it's, it's tons <laughs> of fun all of our programs are super fun um, but this one was born because um, we were trying to get more girls to come to Coder Dojo. Mm-hmm. And we'd go and we'd be do- tabling at some STEM event at a school. And we'd get all these moms um, that would be like, oh, you know, that's really good for, for my son. Uh, but I don't know if that's right for my daughter. Right. And we're like, crap, that's yeah. not what we want. Come on. This <laughs> is know? what we're doing. Right. <laughs> this is a table full of ladies telling you to bring your daughters. Yeah. Uh, to these events and it still wasn't getting through to them so we came up with this specific program that's only for girls yeah um and their guardians um so dads and and grandpas and Mm -hmm. uncles can come as well yeah um but it is very girly yeah um they build a cupcake website um Mm -hmm. or we've started a new one last year where they can program a friendship bracelet called a jewel bot gotcha um, and it, those are pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so what is it like you said, friendship bracelet, a jewel about how do you program something like, is it just something that like has letters that scroll across or what, no. what is it? Um, so it is, um, it's a piece of hardware. Mm-hmm. Um, it's Arduino based uh-huh. and they are coding it to do different things. So for instance, let's say they have a friend that has a jewel bot that's nearby. Yeah. Then their jewel bot will light up that specific color that they've coded for their friend. Oh, nice. Um, and there's some other stuff yeah. that they can do as well, but that's kind of the, the big one. The fun that's one. awesome. Um, so if they're at school and their friend's coming down the hall, they'll know before they even see their friend. Yeah. Um, Cause that little light will, will shine on their. That's fantastic. Yeah. <laughs> um, so those are our, our two programs for kids. Um, and then on that second Saturday, still we round up the night with coding and cocktails. Saw that. That looks like even more my speed. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's only for ladies. I know. Uh, and up, um, because we do serve handcrafted cocktails. Nice. Um, from a local um, a bartending place. Yeah. Um, and those ladies, they come in, and it, we get all different kinds of ladies at mm-hmm. that, at that um, event. We get everyone who, uh, like people who haven't ever coded before mm-hmm. um, and are just interested in learning more. Yeah. Um, we get ladies who are coming from some kind of a tech field or a, com- a tech company, yeah. um, but maybe they're in like sales or recruiting or something like that. And they have seen all this hype mm-hmm. around coding and programming and they want to try it themselves. So yeah. they'll come um, looking to, for a career change. Nice. Um, and, and kind of getting their, their toes wet in that. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and then we also encourage those who are already established, um, software engineers or programmers to come and mentor these mm-hmm. ladies um, and, and share their stories on how they got into the field. Right. Because um, there's so many different ways now to yeah. get into to programming and tech in general. It's absolutely incredible when you talk about career change. I mean, I, you know, there was a period of time about oh, two years ago or so where I was trying to figure out what I was going to do. Like we got the house, I was rehabbing everything and just didn't know where I was going to go. I had my real estate license, so that's where I ended up. But, um, but I was looking at different things and I was amazed at the amount of the large scale companies in Kansas city, especially somebody like Cerner mm-hmm. that just has position after position after position open for web developers and letters and numbers that I have no idea what I'm looking at (laughs) like this it was just never my field it was never like anything that it always drew me because it's been fascinating to me what people are able to do you know you get on any app and you just look through it and just go how what so it's very it's incredible but the amount of jobs that are available for those positions are great so it's great for something like your organization to not only get people interested but like you were just saying to have mentors come in and say I'm doing this here's what you need to do right right And we encourage, I mean, for cocktails, we do encourage the ladies that are coming to mentor that they do have some kind of a background yeah. um, as a programmer. Mm-hmm. But our other programs, um, they have volunteers and mentors as well. Nice. Um, but they don't necessarily need as in-depth knowledge right. as, as uh, the cocktails team does. Um, gotcha. A lot of the, the mentors for the kids' programs, they're really just showing the kids how to Google. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. It's still yeah. getting them interested in it. It's awesome. Right, right, right. Yeah. But it also helps those mentors to kind of build the knowledge that they already have, like mm-hmm. solidify it in their yeah. in their mind um, that you know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, and it, that helps some of the, the newer people that are transitioning from maybe finishing up the curriculum with coding and cocktails. They can come and help help these kids. Oh, well, that's awesome. Yeah. And so when you've got coding and cocktails, if you're somebody that's brand new coming into this event and you just walk in, like, what's it look like? Is it just everybody's sitting around a computer? Are you guys having a conversation, a presentation, or is it just a lot of mingling and here's what we're talking about? It's kind of a little bit of all of that. Okay. Um, so we um, – I'm going to toot our own horn for a little bit. Do it. That's um, what it's about. <laughs> uh, Casey Witt does a really awesome job of making our events inclusive and um, as warm and inviting as possible for these ladies. Good. Um, it's very difficult sometimes for ladies um, out there. So we want to give them a safe um, and a stress-free of an environment for them to come and learn this new thing because it can be scary. Yeah. Um, so we have the alcohol there to Very take good. off the edge of it. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> but there are so many familiar faces. If you come to any of our other programs, you're bound to see familiar faces yeah. from, from, uh, all of our other stuff, but, um, a mix of just being as welcoming as we can. Um, it, it really, really helps, um, them to feel settled in, but what that kind of what it actually looks like is is they come in and they get checked in, mm-hmm. um, which usually there's like five ladies waiting at the yep. check-in table <laughs> to make sure everybody's taken care of, um, and then we uh, we help them find a spot in the mm-hmm. room, and they bring their own laptops. Um, we do have some like if if they don't have one, then they're more than welcome to borrow one of ours. Nice. We do encourage that they have their own so they can continue working right. inside of the class. But if that's not an option for them, then we totally have you covered. Mm-hmm. No worries. Um, and they they come in, they get settled in their spots, and usually we do like a nice welcome so you can uh, meet who you're gonna be uh, spending the the day with yeah. or the evening with. Um, you find out who the people are that run that program and a little bit more about Casey Witt in general. 
um, and then they get into the presentation. Um, and they've, they've gone back and forth a little bit on how that looks. So, mm -hmm. and, and all of that is feedback based. So we've, we've done it to where they will have the full presentation and then you have work time, mm -hmm. um, or they've done it in chunks. So you'll have a little bit of a presentation work time to work on that specific part yeah. and then more presentation and kind of go back and forth through that. Nice. Um, but always at the end, there's time for you to ask questions and there's always mentors there if you ever get stuck on anything. Very good. Um, and they, they can see it in your face. Yeah. Oh, like, I'm sure. <laughs> if you're having a problem or if you're stuck, they'll come over and say, hey, you, you doing okay? Yeah. Um, and offer their support if you need it. Well, that's awesome. And I mean, the, the word support kind of comes out constantly in your conversation. Just oh, yeah. support, support, support. Mm -hmm. And I think it's a great system to have. And especially when you go from, you know, the, the younger crowd to, to a different, a slightly older crowd and people that are just trying to figure it out. Like you want to encourage that. Yeah. You don't want to get into a situation, you know, a lot of times, um, you know, in something like a university or, you know, even just, you know, grade school sometimes, like you'll get a teacher that everybody is fearful of going to because yeah. they don't help you along. They don't help you to learn. They're just yelling at you and telling you what they know. Yeah. And so it's nice to have an organization where you guys know exactly probably what that feels like from that side too. Oh, yeah. But then you can come in and say like, no, we're all here to support each other. We're here for each other because this is a group that, I mean, it's what, I mean, it's part of your mission statement. It's, you know, you're trying to get those people involved. You're trying to get more women in technology involved. The best way to do that is to make a comfortable environment for everybody to come into. Definitely. Yeah. Yep. So what, um, and you're in the organization where you have seven to 17 year olds. Yes. Seven, um, it, it doesn't seem young because I watch kids. I mean, I have a three and a half year old and, you know, he has a cousin that's four and a half and, you know, so on and so forth. And their comfort with technology is crazy to me. Like it absolutely yeah. makes sense because it's what they're born around. It's just like anything else in the world. Like you just learn your environment, but what is do you see a marketable difference or a market difference between um, the seven-year-olds that come in and the 17-year-olds as far as like their initial adaptation to the technology? Because I've got to imagine even within that 10-year period of time, there's got to be, a, and not a difference between like the 17-year-old's obviously going to know more than the seven, mm -hmm. but there's got to be some basic skills that are starting to come up even starting at that young age to be able to say like, we don't even need to cover blah anymore we don't even need to cover opening an app turning on the computer doing this doing this doing this because mm -hmm. we already know that as opposed to somebody like me that grew up with you know the green screen oregon trail mm -hmm. so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> <Same>. yeah. <laughs> um you know not really yeah i think it's more so that they are confident yeah um to so another uh component of that uh program is at the end if they've completed the project for the day mm -hmm. um they get to uh they get the chance to come up and present their work oh nice um so we're not only building these you know coding skills mm -hmm. these coding foundations um we're also building those soft skills um mm -hmm. self-confidence -conf public speaking all those kinds of things as well um, and I feel like <laughs> a lot of times it's the younger kids that are first to jump up or say, hey, are you mm -hmm. ready to start taking submissions for, uh -huh. for presentations? Um, the older kids, I don't think they do that as often. Are they too cool for school? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but they, they seem to be just a, 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 a bit more shy. No, that's understandable. I mean, you I, I remember being a teenager. Yeah. It's a fun it's time. Yeah. <laughs> it's awkward for everybody. Uh-huh. And at seven years old, I was probably the same way. Just like, yeah, whatever. It's yeah. all good. I'm hanging out with older kids. I'm happy and good to go. Yeah. And uh, what's been the, um, 
what success story do you have from that that you can share? Because I'm sure you've got a lot of people that, you know, probably came in and, you know, sometimes I'm sure it's just at their parents, you know, like you need to go check this out. You need to see if you like it or not. And so I'm sure a lot of times you'll have, not a lot of times, sometimes you probably have kids that come in and they just feel like it, they have to do it, Mm -hmm. but there've got to be kids that are excited too. But is there a kid that you just turned around? Well, yeah, uh, going back to that, that girl mm-hmm. um, that I mentioned in the beginning, yeah. um, she started coming. Uh, her parents were, were really uh, an advocate for her to learn yeah. how to code. Um, she's always been really excited about it. That's awesome. Um, and so she came in, and she started with just the basics, stu- learning Scratch and things like that, and she picked up on it. And uh, I think you know, within the next few years, she was starting um, to dive a little bit deeper into more complex things. So mm-hmm. she started learning some JavaScript and some other things to to start building on these ideas that she had yeah um that she had created herself mm-hmm. um and that's when she started doing things like the cpr app and other like community-based yeah um projects um and seeing her just kind of grow mm-hmm. has been absolutely amazing we've actually had her come and speak at a couple of events oh she wow was, she was in middle school or high school early high school um at that at that time and and she did it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Well, and what a resume to build up too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you go to, you know, if you're looking to go to college, you know, definitely if she's, will, you know, going into some technology based field, but even if, she, if she's not, it's like, look at the, you know, work that she put into this. Like she's going to mm-hmm. succeed just because she can, a- is able to say, yeah, I built this app. It's for CPR. It's community based. It involves coding. That's mm-hmm. a wonderful thing to be able to say that you're already doing. You've got to be steps ahead of other people. In oh, yeah. College. Oh, yeah. And, and, and she's taking an idea that she had. Mm-hmm. And turning it into a physical thing. Yeah. Um, which I don't think you can say that of many kids. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, it, you know, it sounds weird, but it used to be like shop class. You like made something. Right, right. But in this world we're in, it's like everything's on this. It's on the computer. It's, yeah, you know, on yeah. an app. So it, it's pretty, it's, to me, it's absolutely amazing that, that that's going on. And you've got, I mean, I'm looking at your screen now. You have several, I mean, a lot of volunteers, and they're all volunteers, you said. Yes, 100% volunteers. Yeah, and that's a large organization for something that's all a volunteer effort. I mean, it's yeah. obviously fun, everybody's having a good time, but the effort is, this is our goal. Mm-hmm. So it's great that you have so many people that are coming together. So how many people yeah. do you have normally at these events that you hold? Um, I mean, I'm sure it's different. Yeah, so um, for for each of our different programs, it's a little bit different. Um, for Coder Dojo, we usually get about 100 kids or so. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then for uh, cupcakes, we like to keep that a little bit more personal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think we've got that open to about 20 uh, peers. So gotcha. a daughter and guardian peers. Okay. Um, cocktails, that program has grown so quickly um, <laughs> that we have been trying to keep up with it. Yeah. Because we want to try to service as many ladies that, that want to come. Absolutely. To programs. Yeah. Um, so we, I think, are at 80 maybe oh wow that one that's fantastic um 80 a session Mm -hmm. and then for our tech talks that we hold um on on the third wednesday of the month um that kind of varies on what what it is that we're talking about we can get anybody anywhere between um you know 45 to 100 ladies yeah or uh, attendees that one's open to everybody wow um so yeah it's kind of kind of crazy that's great though i mean to have that kind of organization with the amount of people that you have and then to also see the results from that is just amazing yeah 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 and do you ever partner with other organizations and the reason that I ask is um you're shaking your head yes so that's awesome <laughs> yeah. but the reason that I ask is uh, I had um, John Teasdale on who's um, 
kind of the promotions director for, I can't remember his exact position, but for Literacy KC, he came on. Okay. And I know they work with a, a women's shelter that's uh, fairly close to their building mm-hmm. because, you know, some of the women that come in there, they need help. They need to get their GED. They need to kind of, you know, be helped and further along. And even yeah. some of them just need to, you know, learn how to, you know, do basic things, read, that kind of thing. Right. So they bring them in and help them out. So mm-hmm. Casey Women's Technology seems like an organization that is built for that. So how do you guys partner with other organizations? Yeah, definitely. So we've got... A few different uh, community partners. Um, mm. A few of them are other like user groups in town. Yeah. Um, so user groups are, are typically like language specific programming groups. Oh, gotcha. Um, or technology specific programming groups. So there's like a Google developer group. Um, there's a Python KC group mm. that does Python development. Um, but we'll we'll team up with them quite often. Yeah. A lot of those different groups just because there's a real clear crossover. Right. Um, and they want to promote ladies in tech as well. Um, but there's also other community groups in town that we'll partner with that we see a, a clear connection with. Yeah. Um, one of those has been uh, One Woman KC. Mm-hmm. Um, and they are aimed at helping ladies in town um, kind of get on their feet, um, maybe a career change or, or things like that. Right. And so we, we've partnered with them to not only help promote what they have going on, but they do the same for us. And nice. They, if they see ladies that are have an interest in technology, they'll send them to our programs and and, uh, you know, the same, if we, we come across ladies that are just needing a little bit of help, um, we'll send them their way. Um, they also do a lot of like resume stuff. So that, that nice. helps, <laughs> that helps with us. Uh, cause we get a lot of people that are like, you know, how do I, how do I do this on my resume or how, what's the best way to, to kind of set that up. And mm-hmm. we're, we're a lot more focused on gaining the skills. Yeah. Um, and not so much of like actually writing out your resume, but they do that. Yep. Um, so when we get those requests, we'll usually send them their way. Well, that's fantastic because you re- you know what your goal is, you know what your mission is, you know what you know in you know I'd say like what you're good at, what your niche is, and then mm-hmm. to reach out and actually be able to have people that are good at exactly what they're looking to do. That's that's all you can ask for. That's perfect. Right. Right. Yeah. Our yeah. our big goal is building community mm-hmm. in in a lot of different ways. Um. So we do that with our with our own group and the own, our programs that we we put on, but we also reach out to those groups to build that bigger community yeah. of organizations. And then another thing that Casey Witt does that I absolutely love, and you kind of touched on a bit, um, is we build, we build leaders yep. in the community. Um, and that's a big deal to me. Um, it's great to throw these really awesome you know, events and programs for, for everybody, but um, we're building up the skills in people um, that are helping support this mission. So yeah. when I started with Casey Witt, there was about four of us on the leadership. Oh, wow. Um, and as we've grown, we're at almost 40 now. That's fantastic. Yeah. It's, it's, it's insane. Um, but to be able to help that many people reach for the goals that they have, um, to become the, the leadership in their organization or their, uh, their job, their career. Mm -hmm. Um, we're just building that great foundation to help support these people long-term yeah well it's amazing how that helps you gain just in the long run too not only in the fact that you're helping build leadership your membership is growing your leadership is growing but also when those advocates go out into the rest of the world they can say i either started here or i learned through this this organization helped me and that's always such a big deal if you can go through an organization they help you get to the point where now you can be an advocate for them mm-hmm. and it's like anybody you know anybody's alma mater like you're always proud to have gone to your alma mater and so you're right. an advocate for it so it's got to be the same thing with an organization like this, especially one that, you know, you're not going, you know, you're not spending 
thirty, forty thousand dollars a year going to college to get a degree. Mm-hmm. You're starting out trying to figure out if this is for you, and if it is for you, I'm sure you guys learn. I mean, just between your organization and then partnering with others, they've got to be able to learn a significant amount before they ever decide, like, okay, now I'm going to take the next step and go further, change my career, right. or you know, go get a degree or a certificate in order to change my career. Yeah, definitely. And, and we encourage that too. Yeah. Um, so we've also built um, relationships, partnerships with the different boot camps and stuff like that that mm-hmm. are in town. Um, they seem to be popping up like every other yep. month. <laughs> um, but we we do uh, we remain pretty active in, in building those relationships because they we, we make it pretty clear like you're not going to learn everything to be able to get your first job right, right after you're done with this. This is just kind of the foundation mm-hmm. um, for you to try out everything that goes into being a programmer mm-hmm. um, and, and check and make sure you're you're comfortable with it. This is really what you want to do before you go and yeah. start spending those big bucks yeah. on that certificate. And on programming, what is the, you know, when somebody comes in and they, you know, they're first interested, they haven't ever seen the screen before, they don't know what they're doing at all, but they come in and they're like, I want to see if this is something for me. What is the biggest surprise people have? Because the biggest surprise for me was, building like the back end mm-hmm. when I had a buddy of mine show me how he was programming his site or his app it's like that's not what I expected that looks really basic and I have no idea how you make all of these beautiful images and things happen mm-hmm. with that so is that a surprise or is there something else that people yeah I think the surprise is really just the fact of them realizing they can do it yeah um, and it's not some, you know, super mathematician in a basement. Yeah. Uh, you know, of his parents' <laughs> 14 house. screens on the walls. Right, three boxes yeah. and exactly. shit. No, no, none of that. Um, <laughs> they, when they realize that they can do it, mm-hmm. um, that's not only a great feeling for them, that's a great feeling for everybody else in the room. Yeah. Too. Um, all the leadership that's put in hours of trying to, you know, build this curriculum and make sure this program goes you know, goes on every month. Um, and the mentors that are there donating their time, like everybody feels that. Yeah. Um, I think that's probably the, the biggest aha moment is yeah. when they're like, I can do this. And yeah. it's not as hard as I thought it was. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what, a, I mean, and it's just like anything else I've got to imagine. It's like, it's not difficult when you know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so the knowing what you're doing thing is the most terrifying part. Like you can oh, tell yeah. somebody build a house and they kind of have a concept like, oh, I've seen a foundation go on the ground. I've seen this happen, but I don't, I have no idea what the first step is. Mm-hmm. It's got to be the same thing. Taking that first step is such a difficult thing. Oh, yeah. You know, and stepping in, you know, somebody stepping in the gym, somebody trying to, you know, uh, create a new recipe, somebody trying to learn a new skill. Every single one of those things, a lot of times the bravest thing you can do is just jump, just right, go. Right. So, and if we've also realized, you know, based on proven scientific facts like ladies take that a little bit more a little bit more hard than, mm-hmm. than guys do um it's a little bit more difficult for them to just take that jump yeah um they want to feel 100 percent prepared and ready and, and knowledgeable in what it is that they're doing before they take that leap yeah and so they um they usually shy away that's been kind mm-hmm. of the biggest thing and so for us to just kind of say hey just come and hang out with us we've got a lot of really awesome ladies that are there to help if you get stuck um, we've got great food and great drinks. Exactly. You know? yeah. um, but the only thing that you need to stress about is just making sure you get here on time. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's that's a wonderful way to look at it, to be able to say, like, the only thing you have to do is just get here. Mm-hmm. Just like anything else. You just have to commit to that step. 
will help you out the rest of the way. Oh, yeah. It helps when you have a drink in your hand yeah. and you can just chill out and relax for a bit. <laughs> but, you know, it also helps that you know that, you know, this is an organization of people like you. You know, this mm-hmm. is something where, you know, you have like-minded people. A lot of people in that room have the exact same questions, whether it's cocktails, cupcakes, or if you're seven years old. Right. It's like a lot of those people might have the exact same questions and same, harbor the same feelings that you do about not knowing what's going on. Mm-hmm. But if you're able to just take that step, if you're able to move towards that, you might discover something that you really like. Or, at, you know, at the worst, I guess, you discover that you don't. Right. And you're good. And that's, kind of, <laughs> that's kind of where I fall. Yeah. <laughs> in all of this. Um, you know, I started um, kind of a funny story. Mm-hmm. Um, my husband uh, did a local boot camp that's yeah. no longer around uh, to learn how to do iOS development. Oh, gotcha. Um, so that's making iPhone. And, gotcha. and uh, he was a tech recruiter before then. Yeah. And he was seeing all these jobs come across his table. Um, really, really well-paying jobs. Yeah. And the candidates that he was uh, su- that he was submitting for these roles, uh, they didn't have a college degree in computer science. Yeah. Or or anything like that. They they were self-taught and they had learned on their own. Mm-hmm. And he was like, "Well, I can do that." So <laughs> he went and and took this boot camp. And uh, it was like nine weeks and his passion and his drive for it was like absolutely amazing. That's awesome. Um, he wanted to do that all the time. Yeah. And he ended up putting, oh, I think, three apps in the app store in those nine weeks. Just absolutely amazing. Yeah. And so being, a, you know, a bystander and, mm-hmm. and watching him do all of that, I was like, oh, man, maybe I should do this. too. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, though. Yeah. yeah. So I. Um, I started going back to school, and kind of around that time, um, KC Women in Tech started. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, there's this new group in town. You should go to one of their meetings and check it out. And so uh, it just so happened to be their very first one. Nice. And so I went, and I absolutely loved it. And so that's that's who I can attribute. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but no, but that's a great story. I mean, when you have somebody, you know, next to you, I mean, I, I – followed you know podcasts and i followed stories and i've read all these stories where that it happens it's like there's an aha moment for one person and then you know it's it's not it doesn't seem that crazy that in the same household you would have the same interests right and so when you have that and you see you know your partner succeed and you see that's happen like it's not that crazy to think like okay what is it you're doing because now i'm interested you know right. now i want to now i at least want to get an idea of what you're doing so that we can kind of share ideas and if, especially something like that where you see something go into the app store it's like yeah. that's to me, that's like I had no idea what that feels like. Like with the pot, like the podcast is about as technologically savvy as I can get. And really, this is just old school radio, is all that is. So I mean, to see something like that is amazing, and to hear that it was, you know, a household is just that's just a cool story. Yeah. So I um I started going to school and doing all of that, mm-hmm. and I quickly realized like coding is not for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love technology. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm happy my husband loves to code. Yep. Um, and all of these wonderful, la- wonderful ladies that are around me love to code as well, but yep. not for me. Yep. There you go. Uh, just, it's, it's not interesting to me. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, I mean, you took yeah. the step, you looked at it and it's like, okay, well not for me. Yeah. Yeah. I could, I could do it if I wanted to. Yeah. Um, but I, I like people a lot. Yep. And so I, like to, <laughs> I like to interact with people much more. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, on your profile, I think it says like you like to, you fell in love with the organization of like mm-hmm. getting getting people places, getting you know these events organized and everything. Yeah, yeah. So, so that's kind of where I came in was um, the event organization nice. aspect of this. Um, right before I joined the leadership team, um, and 
that was about the time that I was starting to try to explore coding mm-hmm. a little bit yeah. more. And I was looking for different uh, like workshops and things like that that I could attend outside of just school. Gotcha. Get more hands-on, start building my portfolio, those kinds of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and I saw one that was first for students specifically called Code Day. Yeah. And it was a national um, hackathon um, mm-hmm. for students. And so I think I saw the closest one was in Iowa. And so I messaged them. I was like, hey, when are you going to have one in Kansas City? And they're like, well, why don't you have one in Kansas City? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I had never, never um, done any kind of big event planning like that. Right. I sure as hell have never done a, a hackathon. <laughs> <laughs> Luckily, they had some like steps and stuff yeah. in place um, that made it pretty pretty easy to just kind of jump in and, and, and do it. Um, but after successfully, um, holding that hackathon mm-hmm. twice, um, Jennifer was like, Hey, you're going to come and do events for us now. Nice. Because you did a really good job. Yeah. That's <laughs> fantastic. So that was awesome. Yeah. How many people came to them? The first one we had about 60 to 65 kids. Oh man. That's fantastic for yeah. your first event. Yeah. Good Lord. And then the <laughs> second one we had around 80 kids. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So man, that's a market. That's, re- that's fantastic. Yeah. And, yeah. it, and it was kind of insane. Um, you know, there weren't very many um, adults there. Like I had mentors and volunteers and yeah. stuff like that to help out. Um, but I was kind of the one running the show for all all of these kids. Oh, fun. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I, just the parents uh, being so trusting of me, um, mm-hmm. it, leaving their kids with me overnight. Yeah. Um, it's kind of insane. <laughs> um, but like, really? Yeah. Like, you're really going to do that? Okay. <laughs> But seeing the things that they created, oh my gosh, I think I cried both years just seeing how amazing it was and, and them being so, so thankful, um, Mm -hmm. for, for me just hosting that event. Yeah. Um, it was so worth it. That's fantastic. Yeah. Wow. So event organizer extraordinaire. I guess. Not, (laughs) not coder. (laughs) But again, it speaks to, you know, what we were talking about earlier. It's like you have the support system. When you start learning things, you realize what you're, what you're into, what you're not. But every single person in that leadership team probably, I mean, they, you're, you're the person that they go to to organize the events. I mean, if, mm-hmm. if you don't have that and you just have people that code, then you don't have KC Women Technology. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. I mean, you've got to have the, the well-rounded thing to make sure that people come to these events so they can explore, so they do know about it. So I think that's awesome. I mean, the fact that you guys have a broad spectrum of individuals that can actually come together and say, we're going to do this is great. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I, I do like that about our leadership team, though, as, mm-hmm. though as well. Uh, a lot of the, I, I would say a majority of the roles that we have on our leadership team are not technical. Oh, yeah. Uh, they're, they're not needed. Yeah, they don't need to be technical. Gotcha. There are a few, mm-hmm. like the curriculum directors. And yeah, they probably like need That's to kind know. Of <laughs> um, but a lot of our, um, a lot of our leadership team isn't aren't coders. Yeah, um, they're interested in it, mm-hmm. like I used to be. Yeah, um, or they have a passion um, for it and that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, especially on on my team, the operations team. Yeah. Um, we don't have as many technical people. Gotcha. And do you guys follow the the numbers as far as like year over year, how many women are getting into these technology careers? Because I've got to imagine it's more and more. I mean, my wife is an attorney and, you know, it used to be, you know, not even that many decades ago, you know, you, if you were a female attorney, you probably weren't going to move up the ladder at all, let, yeah. you know, let alone even becoming one decades before that. Mm-hmm. So 
you know, now though, after, you know, she's graduated, I can't remember when, what exactly the year was that she graduated from law school, but right now I saw a statistic, I think it was 2016 or 2017, there were 55% of those enrolled in law school were females. Yeah. And that is just completely flipped from what it used to be. Mm-hmm. And I've got to imagine, especially with the push and with organizations like yours, those numbers just have to be increasing year by year by year. Yeah, they definitely are. Um, the average, I believe, I can't remember mm-hmm. off, off the top of my head, but last year they had an average, and I think women made up just under half oh, of wow. technology career, careers. But in Kansas City, we made up just over half. Yeah. Um, so I feel, and I, I, I feel like I'm qualified to say this <laughs> based on the data and the stuff that we're doing, mm-hmm. that Casey Witt has had a, a big hand in, in creating that, um, that over half yeah. percent for that's Kansas fantastic. City. Good. Yeah. Well, that's great. I mean, organizations like that that tackle just, you know, everybody seems like, you know, when you see the large scale organizations that they try to like help 50 different things, like those are wonderful, but you've got to have community based organizations that also help those. You know, I don't want to want to say niche markets like females and technology is not necessarily a niche anymore because mm-hmm. technology has grown so much, but what it means to the city to have an organization like you and several others is that we can point to that and say like, look at this, look at how our community came together without, you know, without the city government doing anything, state, federal, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. It was just, We've, they saw a need, they addressed it, and now they have 80 people coming to every single event where they have cocktails and coding, and we're good to go. Yeah. And we don't have to touch it. But you can come out into the, into the community and say, look what we're doing. Now how can we go even further? Definitely, yeah. yeah. And that's kind of where we're looking for the future is, mm-hmm. is ways that we can expand this um, and continue doing all of this wonderful work. Yeah. Um, and try to reach as many people as we possibly can, all the people in Kansas City that want um, or are interested in learning how to code, we want to try to help them. Yeah. Um, it's just finding a way to do it. Absolutely. Yeah. All, all volunteers. Yeah. All volunteers. Yeah. And you got to, I mean, everybody's competing for the same dollars as far as like donations and things like that to yeah, be able yeah. to have those events. Um, what's the, what have you found is the best way to kind of get the word out for you guys? Is it to just continue to have the events and create advocates for you? Or is it, you know, do you kind of go out and seek donations from like grants or things like that? What's the, what's kind of the process that you guys have gone through to, to continue that growth? Yeah. So we do a little bit of all of that. Gotcha. Um, we definitely rely on our word of mouth Mm -hmm. and those, uh, community advocates that come to our events and really witness it firsthand, um, to spread that word into the community. Yeah. Um, we also do, uh, we have a full social media marketing team. Mm-hmm. I think right now we're, there's six ladies on that team. Oh, wow. That's fantastic. Um, that's a good yeah, marketing team. Right? <laughs> um, it's, it's kind of crazy. Yeah. Um, and then I, I think in addition to that, there's three that are kind of like on the edge. Like we've got public relations, we've mm-hmm. got the newsletter, um, we've got a, um, designated creative director and a content director that are just, um, focused on how Casey Witt is is distributed to the community, mm-hmm. um, what those graphics look like, like what are voices and all those kinds of things. They all work on that. Gotcha. Um, that's that's their whole role with yeah. Casey Witt is that. Um, but we also have on the operations team, um, I think five different roles that are just focused on outreach for the community. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got community outreach that's just focused, like the community outreach role mm-hmm. um, is just focused on um, going to different community events. Um, we call them tabling mm-hmm. nights um, where they can go and set up a booth and they just spread the word about what we're doing. Yeah. 
um, we've got the strategic partnerships uh, role that's focused on building those relationships with other groups so we can spread the, ro- the word of us mm-hmm. um, to those groups um, and just kind of have word of mouth that way. Yeah. Um, we also have um, uh, diversity and inclusion mm-hmm. uh, chair that's just focused on reaching those groups that we're not reaching right, right. now. Um, whether that be going to schools in, and talking to technology classes or going to different community events in, in those areas that we just we just aren't reaching for whatever reason. Right. Um, we're trying to tackle it as many ways as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said before, we want as many people that want to come to come. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we try to do whatever we can. Yeah, well, it's good to have the foresight to reach out to not only to other groups, but to have the foresight to try to see the problems before they become a bigger issue. Definitely. Like making sure that you, you know, have as many people coming in as possible, making sure that, the, you know, whether it's neighborhood by neighborhood or city by city or suburb by suburb, making sure that people do come in. Mm-hmm. And so that's, to me, that's absolutely amazing. And do you have any companies that have reached out to you guys and said, I think you're doing a great job. What can we do to help? Oh, yeah, definitely. So we, right now, um, we're run pretty much on – uh, sponsorships mm-hmm. from different companies and stuff from the in, within the organi- uh, within the community, um, and so places like Cerner and Garmin mm-hmm. um, have been regular sponsors of ours. Um, also, some of the local startups and things like that yeah. have been um, advocates of ours as well, like C two F O and yeah. and Vership and companies like that that are local to Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Started have their roots right here and see how impactful. Um, they can be by helping their community. Yeah. Um, and so they've they've donated to us to make sure that we can continue doing all the, the wonderful things that we're doing. And we're always so so grateful yeah. for that. Well, that's fantastic. And I'm sure those organizations, the startup organizations, know how important it is to have some of these skills. Like, know how important it is to discover these things early. Because, I mean, especially when you're, you know, you're trying to start a company, you're trying to keep things, you know, going, or you're trying to add somebody on. It's like, it's got to be tough for them, you know, as as positive it is that, you know, Cerner and Garmin are helping you guys out and they're helping you guys out. You know, when I'd go to like 1 million cups down at the Kaufman uh, foundation, like you'd go down there and you'd hear stories about people like, yeah, I'd love to be able to try to bring somebody on, but I'm a startup and Cerner's offering six figures. Yeah. I can only do so much. So (laughs) to have a community built around that is pretty good. What were you going to say? I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah. But there's, there's also kind of to, to counter their point. Yeah. Um, you know, there's pros and cons for working for a big company or mm-hmm. for a startup. Yeah. Um, so play up your, your pros. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Especially your percentages, man. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you want to bring somebody on, do it. <laughs> Another great thing that we've kind of started this past year, um, is a job board, mm-hmm. um, specific for our, our members or people that come to, oh, that's great. to our, uh, our events and stuff. And we've kind of seen like these companies, they want, um, they want qualified talent. They mm-hmm. want to um, spread the diversity within their organizations, their their companies, um, but they don't really know how to go about it. Um, so we um, started this job board to kind of help help them, yeah. but also help our community as well because yeah. we do have a lot of, of newbies mm-hmm. um, to this field. And so we kind of have this understanding with these, um, these companies that are posting that, hey, you're, you need to give these people a shot. Yeah. Um, and, and the jobs that we have posted on there, they've been vetted by us. So there are companies that we know, um, we'll treat those people right. That's great. Mm-hmm. So 
as you kind of progress through and you've seen, you know, your successes, I'm sure there have been moments where you've had that you have had to learn from and just events that you kind of like go, okay, well, that wasn't exactly what we want to do. Here's the direction that we're going to move as you're going through that and you plan for the future. What are you guys looking to do? I mean, obviously growth is number one. We want to be able to grow, bring more people in, get people more involved in this. But as far as like reaching out or new events or new ideas, what's, what's the future hold for KC Women Technology? Sure. So right now, um, Kansas City in general is kind of losing some of the big uh, venue sponsors that we've had in the past. And what do you mean? I'm sorry. Um, So we, we, all of our, our venues have Mm -hmm. been sponsored. We haven't ever paid uh, for a venue before. I gotcha. Um, but for whatever reason, it's kind of this, this past year, at the end of this, this past year, um, a few of our big ones that we've, that we've had, they've kind of said, Hey, we're not going to renew our lease or, mm-hmm. Hey, we've had budget cuts or, or whatever. We gotcha. can't, we can't host these events anymore. Um, so a big goal for us is to have a brick and mortar <coughs> that is, yeah. you know, a place for Casey Witt to call physical home. home. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that's that's kind of the big thing on mm-hmm. the horizon for us. That way we can make sure we can continue these programs um, for as long as we can pay rent. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, I uh, that also probably creates a new um, a new I guess system for you too, a new goal for you, where you you know if you're the event organizer and you're the person that they go to and brought on to say like we're going to absolutely do this. I mean, that's mm-hmm. that's even more outreach. That's even more you know trying to get more and more people there because the more you have, the better you are. Right. Um, and so I, I would hope some of those companies are willing to help out and bring up. Are, are, does Will that involve like um, maybe a couple of bigger events, like bring more of the community in or um, just kind of continuing the same thing? Maybe. I think yeah. it's a, one thing we don't do a lot of right now that we're just starting to mm-hmm. um, is starting to reach out for some of those bigger grants yeah. um, that, that different places have available. Gotcha. Um, that's not something that we used to do. Mm-hmm. Um, we run very, very lean. Yeah. Um, I mean – a few it used to be a few thousand dollars a year oh wow um, yeah just very very lean as mm-hmm. lean as we can and any money that we bring in goes straight back to yeah. the organization um so i think if, if we're wanting to reach for some of these goals then we need to start targeting some of those bigger bigger grants so that we can accomplish that gotcha um so i think that's definitely on the horizon very nice and you said you've been around five years right mm-hmm. okay so five years so it's not like you guys have been around for 30 years and you're just now starting the grant yeah, process not, not. <laughs> no. a lot of grants won't won't even accept your application if you're not not over five years anyway so. gotcha gotcha so yeah. well perfect timing then so right, you guys know what right? you got to do yeah. <laughs> so i'd say that's that's probably a big goal for us gotcha in addition to that we'd also like to bring on a couple of paid staff members mm-hmm. um just to kind of take care of all of that um Oh yeah, all that stuff full time. Yeah, um, dealing with property management and um, all that stuff. Yeah, I mean, grant writing is. I mean, that could be a full time job. I mean, oh yeah. How many organizations do you hear about that have full time grant writers? Yeah, like almost all the big corp or all the big nonprofits do, just because that's if you can get it, you can get it, and it's worth every penny of it. Right. Right. So. So that's I think that that was one of the roles, and then uh, an executive director would kind of take care of not only making sure everything the entire organization runs well Mm -hmm. um, but also that the building and and all that's taken care of gotcha um so those are those are two two big ones i'd say the last one um is trying to find some kind of program that will um accommodate kids ladies in the like high school to Mm. just before drinking age bracket oh the gap Mm -hmm. area yeah that like 18 to 
twenty and three hundred and sixty four days. Yeah. <laughs> so it's it's really difficult right now. Um, not because we couldn't create something for that group, but right. they're they're going through a lot of transitions at mm-hmm. that age, and so it's difficult to maintain consistency if they're off to college and they only come back every so often. Right. Um, or they have a full time job and they're not. You know, they're exhausted on the weekends or they're working on the weekends, so they can't really come to something. Um, so trying to figure out something to uh, service yeah. that age group, that's also on the horizon for us. Yeah. Well, and if they are somebody that's in college or, you know, they're taking a, a sabbatical for a year before they head back in, I mean, that's an important age, too, because, I mean, you look at how many people switch majors oh, yeah. within that. It's what I when I was in school, I think it was the average was like two and a half or three. Mm-hmm. So now I'm sure it's, you know, got to be at least three or four. Right. Because I, people mine do, was like five. <laughs> yeah. So there, there you go. Exactly. So that, I mean, but to me, I mean, I was, I was speech and theater and then I went to personal financial planning, <laughs> like yeah. left brain, right brain, just were fighting each other the whole time. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's, that's an important thing to, you know, to recognize is like, okay, this is an important group and it's not only important because they're in a transitional period of their life, but mm-hmm. they might be a good candidate to be able to say like you're in the perfect position to if you're thinking about switching your major we have the opportunity for you to try this before you ever do it right and, and start spending buckets of money exactly yeah so but yeah I, I understand the ability to also have them and you they can't invite them to cocktails right, right. <laughs> so we we kind of have come up with a compromise for the time being um mm-hmm. we have held a workshop every summer um mm-hmm. called Django Girls um, and it's a weekend workshop, um, two days. They come and they start off. They can, they can have as little as zero knowledge of coding yeah. when they start off. Um, but over that, those two days, they learn how to build a, um, a blog. Oh, nice. Using Django, which is uh, on a Python mm-hmm. backbone. Um, and we are getting ready to introduce a new one this year called ng girls angular girls Mm -hmm. which is javascript focused okay um doing similar similar things i don't know if they've decided if they're going to do the blog or if they're going to do a different project but but basically you come in with with zero knowledge on how to code and it's free Mm -hmm. to attend we provide your meals nice um and everything you need and there's volunteers there just like at coding and cocktails or any other event that we have and you come in and you sit down and you learn how to do that yeah um and usually that's manageable we open that up from 14 up, mm-hmm. up till however old <laughs> <laughs> um but we we invite everybody to come yeah and i think we just started opening up to 14 year olds last year okay and we had a, a good group that's of, awesome of younger ladies there um just enthusiastic about learning that's great um so that's kind of how we're compromising right now but we would really like to to come up with some kind of more solid program for yeah. them well, that's got to be interesting because, you know, your your target audience is women, but I mean, seven to whenever, mm-hmm. you know, and so that's got to, you target just like anything else. You have to target those markets in very, very different ways. And especially oh, yeah. when you're trying to target something like what we were just talking about, 17 to 20, mm-hmm. that's that's a very different way to do it than saying, you know come for this when you're young, you know, you don't want to hang out with seven year olds anymore. You want to hang out with people that you're, that are your own age. So what's the, what has been kind of the, the process of you creating the, you know, I guess we'll call it ad campaigns where, you know, you're trying to focus on something. I mean, that to me is one of the most complicated things that you can possibly do is when you say, this is the kind of person that I need. 
And it's not like you have in your, what you're doing. It's not like you're like, well, I'm looking for somebody that's 24 to 34 years old Mm -hmm. and they have to be, you know, obviously female, but you know, a CPA, because that's what we sell. We sell Mm -hmm. to CPAs. Like you can't do that. It's not that niche. Like you're trying to find people that are interested in coding, but a lot of people that are interested in coding don't just have that as part of their profile. Like, oh, I'm interested in this because it's Mm -hmm. new. It's an introduction. So when you're going about that, how have you guys been able to reach out? I mean, obviously you have advocates and things like that, Mm -hmm. but what's been your kind of your style, your idea, your, your, your focus when you're trying to reach out to those people? The biggest thing has been social media. Okay. Um, we, almost all of our different programs have their own like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter pages. Mm -hmm. Um, we also utilize LinkedIn quite a bit. Um, but yeah, we, that's, that's majority of the focus of our marketing and social media team is they, they're posting at least a few times a week on just what's, what's going on in the community. Um, it could be everything from like a, a really inspirational article yeah. um, on a lady that learned how to do something crazy in tech mm-hmm. um, or about our upcoming uh, programs or events that are that are coming up. And we do a lot of cross promotion internally mm-hmm. um, across those platforms. So if we have a tech talk coming up that's pertinent to the ladies that were just at, cup, uh, at uh, cocktails a few nights before we'll say uh, you know on that that page we'll say hey mm-hmm. we've got this event that we really think would be great for you to come yeah. and attend um same for the kids programs gotcha um you know if they a girl comes to to coder dojo and maybe it's a little bit overwhelming for her mm-hmm. we'll say hey come try again um and come come visit us at, at cupcakes mm-hmm. where it's a little bit more intimate for yeah them. nice yeah and how many people, are you, I think you already said it, but how many um, of the 7 to 17-year-olds come to those events normally? What's your, your average? Um, for for the for Coder Dojo, which is boys and girls, mm-hmm. um, we usually usually get, a, I'd say, around 80 average, That's 80 right. kids. Okay. Um, for cupcakes, um, we, we cap that off at 20. Okay. Uh, oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, so that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Okay. Um, but usually we'll get around 15, 10 to 15 pairs. That's fantastic. That. Yeah. Very good. So... I guess, um, I guess my, my last question would be if you have, if somebody's listening to this right now and they're, you know, even on the fence, which I can't imagine they would be after <laughs> what you've been saying, because I really do think that this is a wonderful organization. I mean, just to get somebody, you know, even if it's something that's not tech, but it's something involved, like just getting the ability, having the ability to go out, try something new, see if you like it. And if you do, you might fall in love with it. If you don't, you know, mm-hmm. but if you're, if you have the ear of somebody that's listening to this and just wanting to know a little bit more, wanting to know, you know, that last step, that last push to get in there, what would you tell that individual? Um, to reach out. Yeah. Um, if you're not seeing um, the answers to your question on our website or our social media pages, um, send us a Facebook message. Um, majority of the time it'll be me yep. answering <laughs> or, uh, you know, shoot us a, a message on our, on our website. Uh, we have a contact form on there and just say, Hey, um, I just like to, to know more. Gotcha. Um, and somebody from the leadership team will reach back out and say, Hey, what, what is it that you want to know? Yeah. Um, we've got two dedicated membership, uh, directors within our organization that, that deal with just that. Nice. Um, cause we get questions all the time, but, yeah. and if you ever see me or, um, any of the other people on the leadership team don't hesitate to come up and ask me questions. Perfect. Um, we all want to help out as much as we can. Yeah. Um, we're like one big family. <laughs> <laughs> we all love each other and want, yeah. want everyone to, to reach for their goals. Perfect. Um, and we want to help you get there. I love it. 
Mm-hmm. And your website is kcwomenintech.org, mm-hmm. Ventura Wrangle. And you've got a LinkedIn profile on there, too, so I assume somebody could reach out to that as well if yep. they wanted to. Definitely. Perfect. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. Yeah.